we forget how much energy our body needs just to power our organs. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. After more than a decade of dieting, binging, and everything in between, I want to help you heal and rediscover a healthy relationship with food. If you're a millennial looking for some food therapy, I'm here for you. Come with a glass of wine, we'll debunk wellness culture, hormone health, intuitive eating, and more. It's not about the food, ladies. Let's get to what you're really hungry for. Have you ever wondered, the lower the calories, the better, right? If I can just maintain eating the lowest possible amount of calories to function, then I can be skinny. Today, we're going to be talking about real life examples of how this goes down and how it can go horribly wrong. My experience with clients when they count calories, I feel personally stressed. I personally feel stressed for the day-to-day counting and tracking and whatever it is that they do. So to me, it's painful. But then again, for some people, this really works. And yeah, numbers make sense for a lot of us. It's linear. But the biggest issue with that is we are not robots and input does not equal output. Can you imagine if every input in our body equaled something output-wise. I don't know if you were in college recently, but if you remember those nights of binge drinking for years on end, if input did equal output, then our bodies would be pretty shot at this point. But thank God it's not. It's resilient. There's a lot of things happening under the hood. That just makes sense. But other times when it comes to weight, it literally makes no sense. And so one of the examples I'll share with you is with a client I've worked with in the very distant past. This is definitely a trigger warning, so I'm really sorry. You might have to shut down this episode if you can't really listen to numbers. Very briefly, she went down to eating about 900 calories a day. She, I think, had calculated her basal metabolic rate, and we'll get into that later, And she subtracted a few hundred extra calories from her basal metabolic rate. For the months that she tried eating 900 calories, she lost a lot of weight, but it plateaued very quickly. And she lost her period, felt tired. It just wasn't sustainable. She wasn't feeling right. Something in her body felt wrong. And please, 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 if you ever feel like something is wrong, you have every right to stop and re-navigate the course. When she came off of the 900 calories a day, within a few days, less than a week, she basically gained all the weight back. You might be wondering, what in the world is happening? And the thing about dieting, your body actually thinks that you're in a famine, Over time, your body just becomes really efficient at using the little amount of energy you're giving it. There's actually two specific things happening in your body. So one, as you lose weight, your metabolism actually fights back and slows down. So your body essentially starts to operate in starvation mode, which gets better at holding on to calories. And then the other thing that happens is leptin drops. So the hormone that causes you to feel full actually drops significantly and remains lower than before even starting that diet. 
And so this causes increased appetite, which is so fun. Imagine counting calories, eating 1200 calories and feeling even more hungry than before you started the diet. For every kilogram of lost weight, your metabolism actually decreases by 20 to 30 calories, whereas appetite increases by about 100 calories. So when you're on a diet, you're actually burning less calories because your metabolism drops and your appetite increases significantly. Talk about lose-lose. Even if you look into the studies that look at weight and weight loss trends over the years, more than 80 to 90% of the people who go on a diet ultimately gain that weight back plus some after five years. So if those numbers aren't astounding, I don't know what is. It's the sick joke that I feel like we've been subjected to. Maybe if you try hard enough, you can excavate the thin body within you. But that's that's not what it is. And doctors get this wrong too. The end goal is not to be thin. That does not equal health. The end goal is to pursue these healthy behaviors to be healthy. And healthy doesn't mean skinny. And looking at data with chronic disease, it's not the thin people who are healthy. If you look at people in bigger bodies who engage in healthy behaviors consistently, they're twice as healthy as a skinny person who doesn't engage in healthy behaviors. What matters at the end of the day is how you take care of your body. If you're used to being in a smaller body, how did you get to that size? Was it easy? Were you at a happier place in your life what was different or were you in that smaller body because you were so restrictive and dieting and it took away your happiness that's two different things so do you have to force yourself to be in a smaller body is it realistic to maintain or maybe life has just gotten out of hand and stress has gotten out of hand and you actually naturally rest at a lower body weight safe to say that we've all been fed a lie when Oprah said that we all have a skinny person inside of all of us. It's not true. Additionally, there's this hypothesis floating around that we all have a set point when it comes to our body. Our bodies may actually enjoy being at a certain range. And, you know, that usually is determined by genetics, our health, our age, and also, you know, lifestyle things like eating, exercise, sleep, and stress. When we go above or below our set point, our body will eventually make its way back if you let it. But for a lot of us, I think our set point is naturally above what we want to look like, and that's hard to accept. But for those of us born in thin, smaller bodies, our set point just happens to be within society's norms. If you have always been in a bigger body or in a medium-sized body or whatever body shape you're in and it's hard to accept, maybe it was meant to be to a certain extent. I want to say we can always think about growing and bettering ourselves, but know at the end of the day why you want it and what your intentions are, you can very healthily lose weight, but you can also go about it in a really toxic manner. So I want you to just be responsible about your intentions and be gentle on your body and accept where it it is, where it may go, and where it naturally likes to be. Then your next question might be, but what if I don't exercise and I work from home and I don't do much exercise? Can't I just cruise at 900 calories or 1200 calories? Do I really need that much more? 
And the thing is, we forget how much energy our body needs just to power our organs, just to power our heart, our lungs, every organ system needs energy. So 60 to 70% of the energy that we use up in the course of the day is not to fuel exercise. It's to fuel those very organs. So even if you were laying down or sleeping for 24 hours a day, 60 to 70% of the calories you use are to power your body. For a lot of us, that baseline number is more than 1200 to begin with even. And for a lot of us, it's significantly more than 1200. And then you have an additional 30 to 40% of energy used to power our walking and our cooking and our running and our actual physical activities. So no, you cannot just cruise on 1200 calories. It's not sustainable. So if you liked this episode and took any value out of it, I would love it if you could tag me on Instagram and maybe write what you learned out of this episode and that way we can connect and we can chat some more. Please subscribe and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts if you have the chance. I would so appreciate that. And there are freebies from episodes one and two. There's an emotional eating workbook that you can download as well as body image reflection questions. And those are in episodes one and two. You can go to the show notes of those episodes on my website or Apple Podcasts. So until next time, I'll talk to you ladies next week.